Hey everybody, welcome to the PDX Beat, a culture show that keeps a finger on the pulse of all things Portland. I'm your host, Amado Lumba, and for this episode, I wanted to share a live recording that I made of an interview Sean Barron of the Portland Cool Podcast conducted a couple of weeks ago at the Aloft Hotel Portland. His interview centered on local author Kate Dyer Seeley during the release party for her newest book entitled Silenced in the Surf, her third in the Pacific Northwest Mystery Series, published by Kensington Press. The live podcast also featured two other special guests, Annika Ayers from Double Mountain Brewery and Greg Stiegel from the Columbia Gorge Windsurfing Association, both from Hood River, Oregon, and whose companies were featured in Kate's book. This was the first time I recorded a live podcast, so I hope you enjoyed it. Now, without further ado, here's Sean. Welcome to a special live edition of the Portland Cool Podcast. It's more than weird. It is such a privilege to be here this evening to be at the launch for the latest edition of the Northwest Mystery Series from the Great Pacific Northwest's very own Kate Dyer Seeley. We are here this evening at the Aloft Hotel, Cascade Station. That's the one next to the Portland International Airport. It's a very fine hotel here. Let's give a thanks to the Aloft Hotel, as well as all of our sponsors this evening who are participating in this launch event. Big thank you. My name is Sean, and if you didn't know, the Portland Cool Podcast is dedicated to giving a voice to the people of Portland and the greater Portland area who are doing neat interesting, fascinating things. The sort of things that make this a very cool place. If you've spent any time here at all, you are very familiar with how this is one of the most unique places in the world, as far as I'm concerned. This is my favorite place on the planet. And with all the people doing all this cool stuff here, it just makes it a really interesting place. And that's where the Portland Cool Podcast comes in. We want to hear these stories about these people. We want to bring these stories to you. And that's what we're doing this evening. I am on stage here with several people. First of all, Kate, as I mentioned. Let's hear it again for Kate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can't applaud enough. And two other very remarkable people here from the Northwest. I'm also joined here by Annika Ayers of Double Mountain Brewery. As well as Greg Stiegel of the Columbia Gorge Windsurfing Association. Yay! <laughs> Standing up for that. Standing ovation for our guests here. Uh, I'm really excited for this interview here. I think it'll be a really nice opportunity to hear from Kate, the author, hear about the writing process of this story, this novel, what went into the creative process and how she got her inspiration. It'll also be nice to hear from our other guests about their fortes, windsurfing and beer, which is of course a big part of the culture here <laughs> in the Northwest and that's reflected in the novel and the story. So I'm excited to hear from all three of these. I'll be um, tossing the questions around to all three of them throughout this interview, and then we'll open it up actually for some Q&A to the entire audience. So if you think you can do what I do better than me, I'd like to see you try. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure you'll all have some great questions, and we look forward to hearing them. So keep some questions in mind, because we'll all be here to answer them. Okay, let's start out now. Kate, I have some questions for you. Um, where did it all start with the story's setting? With all of the places that the Northwest has to offer, how did you decide to do the gorge in Hood River? Well, I love the gorge in Hood River, so it was easy. When I wrote the first book in the series, Scene of the Climb, I sent Meg to Angel's Rest in, Hood, in um, the Columbia River Gorge, and I wanted her to continue on down to Hood River to stop at Double Mountain, which may or may not be my favorite pub. I mean, the beauty of writing this series is then I have to go and, you know, sample beer um, just to make sure that it's authentic because I wouldn't want to mislead readers. That's no, a big part of the job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe the most important part. Perhaps, don't you think? I think so. Um, no, so I, I've been a fan of Hood River for so many years. I am a lifelong Pacific Northwest native and grew up going to Hood River. And I think the town is so charming and eclectic. You have the whole outdoor vibe and, of course, the beer vibe and the dog vibe and the river right there. Um, so it was always in my head that I wanted to send Meg to Hood River. And part of my joy of writing the series is that it's a bit of a travelogue. So I love introducing readers, particularly from other parts of the country and the world, to our little corner of the Pacific Northwest. And I get reader feedback all the time that is like, is that really real? And I say, yes, it is. Except for the murder. That's fake, of course. Realistic fiction. Realistic fiction, yes. I, I'm curious to know, are, are you able to quantify like how much time you actually spent there in Hood River doing this research? Did it entail like entire weekends there? Or was it even longer of a time, like a whole weeks-long stay there? I think I went out five weekends um, yeah. when I was working on the book. Um, multiple weekends during different seasons, too, because I wanted to get a flavor for what the town feels like in the off-season versus um, in the height of summer. But I knew that I wanted to set it in summer when people are actually on the water, right? Yeah. That sounds like a great gig. i got to get into writing, just yeah, going right. <laughs> places to Hood River five weekends. and Yeah. Sounds fantastic. And it's all a write-off. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. Um, had you ever been windsurfing before? I had. So I went windsurfing for the first time when I was about 10 years old. My best friend growing up, Anna Martins, I don't know if no one who knows her is here. Uh, she, not because of anything, but my <laughs> Vancouver connections run strong. Very um, strong. Her parents were at my last book launch. That's why I was wondering, because I was going to make them stand up. So they were my neighbors and best friends growing up, and they were outdoor enthusiasts. So they took me windsurfing on um, Yale Lake in Cougar, Washington okay. when I was 10 years old. And I had a junior sail, and the lake was dead calm that day. I mean, no wind whatsoever to speak of. And Not great conditions for no, windsurfing. No, but great if you're 10 years old and trying to learn how to surf. And I remember thinking that raising the sail was impossible and balancing at the same time. Um, and then once I finally got the sail up, I was so proud of myself and just kind of that feeling of leaning back and gliding across the lake. And I'm sure I fell soon after that, um, which could have been the inspiration for the first scene in the book where Meg has um, a very similar experience. Yeah. I, I want to do a quick plug here just so we can get some more information about you. In case you didn't know, uh, please check out the website, katedyertseely.com. 
You can also go ahead and follow her on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Kate Dyer Seeley author. And go ahead and follow her on Twitter as well, at Kate Dyer Seeley. Thank you, Kate. Um, how about someone who does know windsurfing <laughs> even more? Not, not that your experiences <laughs> no. should be dismissed or totally it marginalized. <laughs> Absolutely it should, yes. Let's hear from Greg Stiegel, again, of Columbia Gorge Windsurfing. How are you today, Greg? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for making it out here tonight uh, from Hood River, right? Woo! Yeah. Yep, absolutely, yeah, and thanks for having me. It's just a little hop skip away. It's not too far, yeah. Yeah, it's a, an easy drive. We all in Portland should be making our way out there more. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, it's gorgeous. This week looks incredible. Everybody should come on out. How long have you lived there in Hood River? I moved to Hood River in 2010, so I'm going on six years now. Okay, mm-hmm. and it was windsurfing, the sport of windsurfing that brought you there? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I grew up windsurfing uh, a little bit as a kid and uh, got more and more into it and just knew the gorge is a mecca, so to speak, for windsurfing. So uh, just wanted to go check it out and, and drove on out there one summer to check it out. And You I'm did drive there. out there. You, you did get a, a glimpse of it before deciding to actually settle down there. And... No, it was sight unseen. I decided to move. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I drove out with a car full of stuff and stayed. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, and wow. I'm still there, yeah. It, it got you that much that you made up your mind. It's your pretty state. fun, yeah. The gorge is pretty fun. Hood River is pretty fun. It's hard to leave, yeah. May we ask, where are you originally from? I grew up in Massachusetts. Is there much of a windsurfing scene out there? There's a pretty good windsurfing scene, yeah. I mean, uh, the gorge is definitely a different level, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's windsurfers all over the country. And uh, Massachusetts has some, some pretty good beaches out on Cape Cod and Martha's Vineyard. And, uh, yeah, there's a pretty solid scene. Yeah, growing up, there was, there was a, a good crew of windsurfers out there. And are you doing that, like, in the greater Boston area? I, I never really spent any time there. Or There, there are, some, there are uh, some beaches in the greater Boston area, kind of, like, right in the city. There's a few spots to do it. Um, I would go to Cape Cod, which is, you know, an uh, hour and a half away from Boston or so. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's tons of beaches up and down the coast there. So, yeah, there's, there's a big cove and kind of whatever the wind's doing, there's a spot to do it. Huh. And then you said that... Uh, the gorge in Hood River is known for being a mecca for the sport. I mean, does it compare at all? Is there any comparison when it comes to what's available there in the Massachusetts area and here? Or are we just a whole other world out here? It's, I would say it's a whole other world for sure. Yeah, I mean, you, sh- you show up to the gorge in the summer and, yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds of windsurfers on the water. There's tons of shops tons of industry you know some of the leading brands are headquartered in hood river um and there's you know lots of pro windsurfers coming to town and spend the summer there so it's definitely definitely another level than than most elsewhere in the country when you first got to hood river in the gorge did you immediately jump in the water did you have some time to check it out um, when i first got there uh i got in the water pretty soon yeah it's hard to remember I think I, I had a place to stay. I showed up, and it was windy, and people were out. And then I was starting a job at a windsurfing shop, so I think I went to the job first and then grabbed some gear and got in pretty shortly thereafter, yeah. And how did it feel, that very first run there, right on the Columbia River, there it, in the gorge, the it Mecca? Was, it was good, yeah. The, the first day was pretty good. I remember, yeah, it was, it was a sort of mellow day. It wasn't that windy, and went out and cruised around. 
Um, but the gorge is known for pretty heavy conditions. Um, it's sort of, you know, if anybody skis, it's sort of black diamond kind of windsurfing for most of the, most of the river. And uh, I definitely got my butt spanked shortly really? after showing up. It um, was a bit overwhelming, you said. I'm yeah, not in was, Kansas anymore or Massachusetts. Exactly, yeah. There, there's some big wind there and big, big waves. And, uh, yeah, it can, it can kick your butt if you're not careful. But a good, a good first outing, and it kept you here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. Can you tell us a little more about the Columbia Gorge Windsurfing Association, what it's about and what its mission is? Yeah, so I'm the director for the Columbia Gorge Windsurfing Association, um, and we are a member-based nonprofit. Um, we've been operating in the gorge since 1987, so we've been around for quite some time. Um, and we started back then to uh, advocate for site access, um, river access. Back then, there wasn't really any parks or beaches or anything like that. Um, so we were founded to kind of create some parks and create some legitimate access for windsurfers. Um, and now we've grown a lot. Uh, you know, many years later, most of the beaches are kind of developed now. Um, but we do a bunch of fun events. We do some events very similar to what were in the book. Um, we've got a kids program. We do beach cleanups. We own some riverfront property. Um, you know, a bunch of stuff that's related to windsurfing, just kind of more of a generalized community organization now. Fantastic. Thank yeah. you for sharing that with yeah. us. Uh, let's take a moment to let everyone know where we can get some more information about the group. Please check out the website, gorgewindsurfing.org. From there, you can go ahead and like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash gorgewindsurfing. You can also follow them on Twitter, at gorgewind. Greg, are you much of a beer drinker? Yeah, I mean, you can't really have a good windsurfing session without a beer after it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so? I didn't know that. It's true. It's true. It says that like in the manual. Yeah, that's right. If there were a manual, it would be in the manual. <laughs> Step two, enjoy beer. Yep. <laughs> so, and, and what do you think of the beer culture there in Hood River? The beer culture is pretty good, yeah. It's, it can be a little overwhelming sometimes. Uh, everywhere you look, there seems to be a new brewery every, every summer. There's a new one popping up. Like Portland. Um, like Portland. And... Uh, yeah, Double Mountain is, is one of the ones that have been around for a while. And, and uh, yeah, beer culture is good, and it's, it's cool. You know, the more beer, the merrier, I think. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, speaking of beer, <laughs> let's speak of beer. Annika Ayers, how are you today? I'm, I'm doing fabulous, thanks. Well, thanks for being here. You also came out from Hood River. That I did. Is there a nickname for Hood River I should be referring to it as? No, most people call it Hood River. Some people call it like the Hood. The Hood. You know, oh, how's the, the Hood doing? The Coop. And you kind of, yeah. yeah, kind of along the same lines. I still respond to it. I can That's say fine. you came out today from the Hood. And I would know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. On. Thank you. Um, where are you originally from? I'm originally a Montana girl. I oh. actually moved out to. Uh, I heard a woohoo. You have out a there. cheering section. Let's <laughs> um, hear it for Annika. Um, I actually moved out here uh, when I was 18. I actually moved to Portland. I bounced around for a number of years. I am a board sport enthusiast, although I am not. I'm really intimidated by windsurfing. I've done sure. it. Um, it's intimidating to me. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I followed snow for a number of years and. Uh, 
ended up following beer. Double Mountain is my seventh brewery that I worked for. Seventh brewery? No kidding. It wasn't planned. It just keeps on happening. Well, there are so many of them around. How do you not get involved with all of them? It, it works. It works. You know, 10 years, 15 years into it, I just more pop-up, more job opportunities arise. Well, fantastic. We could all use more beer and breweries. Yes, agreed. I'm pretty sure. Uh, can you tell us about your involvement with Double Mountain Brewery? What are you doing there? Um, I am the marketing coordinator. I also do graphic design work there. Um, I work events. I, if anyone's ever been to the Hood River location, we do chalkboards. I do all the chalkboard art there. And um, I kind of have my hands in everything. I've bottled, I've shoveled some spent grain here and there. You know, when you work in a brewery, you bring your rubber boots because you never know what's going to happen. Rubber boots? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like maybe Meg would wear. Mm -hmm. Probably. Maybe are pink, pink rubber boots. They are not pink. Not mine. They should be, though. So you do a little bit of everything there. I, I do, but my primary focus, uh, they usually keep me out of the public eye, which is funny what, how I ended up here. Okay. Yeah, I would think completely the opposite this evening. Um, uh, but I have I work upstairs uh, with the rest of the crew. We're kind of a little bit more behind the scenes there. Uh, Front office. Uh, yeah, we're just upstairs. It's a nice little walk down to the pub. It makes it very easy. You can still throw, walk into the kitchen and ask for a salad. <laughs> can you help us visualize where in Hood River is? If you if you've been there, you know the downtown is pretty. Uh, manageable to walk around. You can walk around almost anywhere there. Yeah, we are on 4th Street. Um, if you are familiar where Full Sail is, we're directly across the street. We're on the same block as the, the movie theater, on, just on the other side there, um, across the street from the Elks, and right next to the post office. So we're right downtown. I think I've been there once. I think I came once on a summer evening, and it was so full. That happens. Yeah. I have to come back there. Poor form on my part for not investing the time and waiting for a great I, I highly recommend it. But we have a lot of places to go nearby, luckily. You know, we're all about uh, one of the great things about having so many great breweries where we are. You know, rising tides float all boats, and we support each other. We actually have an organization called Breweries in the Gorge where you can get a passport and get stamps and hit oh. up all the other places. So I highly recommend checking that out as well while you're there. Right. Who needs Europe or Asia? Yeah, just go to the Gorge and check out all the breweries. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot too much here, but I'm curious to know, where does the name Double Mountain Brewery come from? Well, right in Double Mountain, or in, in Double Mountain, in Hood River, um, we have two mountains. Uh, across the way in Washington, we have Mount... Um, Adams, and then we have Mount Hood. So in certain parts, if you stand up in the heights, you can see both mountains, hence we call it Double Mountain. There's two of them right there. I see. And how about some beers that Double Mountain does well there? What all beers of them. Are, all, all of them. them. Good <laughs> answer. Um, we're kind of known for a kind of a strong, hoppy beer, although we do mix it up. Um, we have uh, four core beers. We specialize in, we have one called the Hop Lava, which is an IPA. We have a Kolsch, which is a light German ale, but it has a little bit of a hoppy bite to it. We have a dry hop, uh, pale ale, and then we also have the IRA, which is an India red ale, which is kind yes. of a take on um, IPA. It's a little bit more malty than a traditional IPA is, uh, so it kind of balances out those hops. 
In the fall, we're very well known for our fresh hop beers, which are the killer red and killer green. And those ones, we have people literally lining up the day that they come out and they buy cases. No kidding. Yep. I, they must you, be coming from Portland because all Portlanders love to stand in line. Appear, I don't know. They come from the Tri-Cities, too. I have a guy every year, he comes out and buys four cases. And he calls me. He knows me by name now. He's like, hi, Annika. I was wondering, when are they coming out this year? Of course. He's a big fan. Yes. Uh, well, thank you for sharing all of that, Annika. Let's take a moment to let everyone know where they can get some more information about Double Mountain. Please check out the website, doublemountainbrewery.com. From there, you can go ahead and like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doublemountainbrewery. You can also follow them on Twitter at Double Mountain. Like our page on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thepdxb. Follow us on Twitter at thepdxbeat. Email us at thepdxbeat at gmail.com. And check out our website at www.thepdxbeat.com. Um... Like I said earlier, beer is, of course, a big part of the culture here in the Northwest. It's big in Portland, big in Hood River, and seemingly everywhere else in the great Pacific Northwest. And that fact is mentioned in our story as our character Meg mentions how she could go for a tall pint in the heat of summer. How are you? <laughs> um, where was I going with this? Well, it's a beer, so... beer, right. <laughs> I remember now, was um, the last couple summers we've had here have been, I don't know, awful, great, however you want to look at it. It's it's the nature of a Portlander to complain about the weather no matter what. Like when it gets nice out, we start saying, it's too hot. Or, you know, in the rest of the time, we're saying it's too cold, there's not enough sunshine. But was the weather and the hot, hot, like record high temperatures that we had in the last couple summers a big influence or inspiration when you're writing Silence in the Surf? Yeah, I would say that weather was killer. I hated it. Um, I'm a true Northwesterner who loves the rainy season. Like, I can't wait for fall when the rain happens. And when I was out in Hood River doing research for the book and spending a lot of time on the beach, we were in the middle of those just intense heat waves. And, you know, the hills were burning all around town. And literally burning. Literally, the forest fires. yeah. Um, so I just, I thought that would add a level of intensity to the book and the story. And I have to write what I know. I'm not someone who can just make up a magical world. Um, I want my books to feel authentic, minus the murder. And I was saying to Greg earlier, probably no... Fiction. Yeah, they are fiction. Probably no windsurfer other than Meg is going to, like, hit the water at 5 a.m., never having been on a board before. <laughs> like, um, so there, I mean, you know, it's fiction, so I get to play around a little bit. But yes, um, the weather was definitely... And inspiration, and I do get a lot of reader feedback from other parts of the country asking about the weather too. I don't know what that means. They all think it rains twenty four seven, so they probably are not going to believe this book was legit. Right, it does rain here all the time. If you're listening to this podcast, right. you don't want to come to Portland, Oregon. You definitely don't want to move here. When it came to carrying, but welcome. When it came to carrying the story forward and pushing the character development forward, what was important to you in this book? Well, what I love about writing this series in particular, so Meg is 
young. She's a millennial, and um, part of her growth is evolving and changing. And I think your early 20s are just so ripe with that experience. There's really no other time in our lives that compare. So many changes that happen rapid fire. You know, so she's graduated from college. She's striking out on her own. She's trying to be someone she's not. And um, especially in her role writing for Northwest Extreme Magazine, she has claimed to be an adventure lover, when in reality, she really has not an athletic bone in her body. Um, <laughs> which is very rich from a writing perspective. It gives me so much to work with, um, but I really need to show her growing and evolving over the course of the series because otherwise readers are gonna be so frustrated with her. Although the caveat is I get frustrated when I'm writing her. I'm thinking, why are you doing that? And then I go, oh yeah, all right, yeah, you're doing that, okay, let's go. So is, uh, is that to say that a lot of the development of the story and the characters, you don't necessarily have framed or mapped out before you start writing, you do a lot of discovering that as you're writing. Absolutely. A lot of it is organic. I have, a, I have plot points for each book, and then I kind of have a vision of where the subplots are going. But as I'm writing, usually that's when the magic will happen and something will come to me. But in this book in particular, I wanted Meg to grow a little bit. Um, so she thinks windsurfing is going to be her sport because she can swim. Um, and I don't it's think that it works, works, right, Greg? Yeah, is that right? It helps. It, it helps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. Uh, but really, she can't balance. And um, so, one of the things that I show in this book is she really takes on social media for the magazine, which I think is authentic to that age group and character. And then we see a lot of change occurring with her and her friends, which is also true in our early 20s as people get jobs and they move from Massachusetts and uh, with a carload of stuff or Montana and they spread apart. So I'm enjoying getting to show the sub-characters developing too. Very cool. Uh, I wonder if we could swing it back to Greg yeah. for a moment. Greg, uh, the King of the Hook windsurfing competition from Hood River that is featured in the book uh, is a very real competition, but the one that we know from the book is a little different than what actually takes place. Can you tell us a little bit about what we would actually see at this competition, the King of the Hook? Yeah, so King of the Hook is an event that the CGWA created uh, probably about a decade ago. Um, and it is, uh, it's a really fun windsurfing event. It is kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum of what's described in the book in terms of competitive nature. Um, it's, it's, it's more about just having fun and being goofy. Um, it's it's uh, held in the beginner area, so it's a protected area. Um, and uh, people are scored and, and have success um, equally, if not better, on, on how crazy their costume is compared to <laughs> how they actually windsurf. Um, so, yeah, it's a fun event, kid-friendly, family-friendly. Um, there's no skill level that you have to be at. Um, the crazier the costume, the better. Um, if you can bribe the judges with a beer or two, you're probably going <laughs> to advance to the next round. Um, it's all about having fun and just having a good time. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fun event. Um, yeah, slightly different than, than what's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Again, have you competed in this event? Uh, well, I've been running it for the past, uh, four years. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, 
I never get myself to compete. I'm usually on the microphone announcing and organizing and judging and just doing a little bit of everything, and I have never competed. Okay. Yeah. I see. What's a favorite costume from the event that you've seen? Um, man, I don't know. Usually when someone creates a costume, they, they make it a part of their uh, competition um, and, you know, really, you know, take it, take it literally or, or really make it happen throughout, not just what they're wearing, but what they're doing. Um, you know, last year we had someone dressed as the Wicked Witch and for the whole contest, she just ran into other people and pulled them down <laughs> and pushed them off their board. And she did really well in the event. She didn't, she didn't uh, win, but she, you know, she got on the podium for that performance. Good for her. <laughs> Annika, I wonder if we could know a little more about Double Mountain Brewery. There is already the location there in Hood River, and I understand another one is coming soon to Portland. Woo! Yeah, we're really excited. We're opening a new location over on Woodstock and 43rd in the old Mickey Finn's building. Southeast. Um, yeah. yeah, in Southeast Portland. Uh, we're really excited. Um, it's something that we've been thinking about for a while. We've actually been having people beg us for a really long time, like, <laughs> wow. when are you coming out here? And uh, we... We didn't want to move into a brand new building. We had a lot of offers for million dollar complexes. We really wanted to keep uh, it authentic to who we are. If you have ever been to the Hood River location, they used to play music in a converted garage. Like it was a little funky and it's slowly developing into what it's become. And we wanted to bring Double Mountain from Hood River to Portland without really changing it. So we found this, you know, little turnkey operation that really ended up being a lot of work. <laughs> um, but it's an older building, a great older neighborhood, um, and I think it, it's, we're going to be a great addition. We're really excited to be a part of it. We won't be brewing there, but we oh. will have, um, we want to keep our brewing facilities in uh, Hood River, uh, but we will have beer and tap room and all of our food out there as well. And, and I'm sorry, did I catch when it was coming? Um, it'll be uh, end of June, beginning of July. We're still kind of mid-construction. Okay. Just around the corner. Just around the corner. It's coming up really soon. We'll try to announce it as much as we can. It'll be on Facebook for sure. Uh, the main reason that we want to keep on brewing in Hood River is that we have glacial waters that come directly into Hood River. And one of the benefits, that's why there's so many breweries out there, is that we have really amazing water. We don't have to treat it. It's really, really fresh, and just um, we have easy access to all the hop farms, as well as there is our yeast manufacturer is just down the road, right in Hood River, Y Yeast Labs. We have our all of our tanks are manufactured in the Dells, so everything is right there. That's one of the reasons that it's a real coveted place for breweries. So we want to keep true to our product, but also still bring it to Portland. Awesome. Very cool. Well, Portland is glad to have you there. Um, it's a shame we don't have more time to ask you all some more questions, but we did want to open it up to the audience for some Q&A. Uh, please, we would love to hear any questions you have. Do you have a question about what it takes to be a published author? Do you have a question about what it takes to get into the sport of windsurfing or how to become involved in brewing beer? Uh, we are fielding any and all questions. Any and all. How many guys here? I want to know Kate's favorite beer and if she drinks it while writing. Can I, can I just mention that into my microphone? What is Kate's favorite beer and do you enjoy drinking it while writing? 
Fantastic question. <laughs> it is a good, thank you, Cindy. Um, uh, my favorite beer from Double Mountain is Hop Lava, which Meg drinks in the book. And I never drink while I'm writing, sadly. You know, there are those stories of writers who do, right? Do you? No. No. Um, <laughs> Cindy has an awesome series, too. She's one of my fellow Pacific Northwest mystery writers. And uh, no, I wish that I could drink, uh, but I write in the morning. I start at 8 a.m., um, so I drink gobs and gobs of coffee when I write, but beer, not so much. However, my husband is a home brewer, and nice. yep, we have um, taps in the basement. So sometimes at, let's say, you know, four o'clock, a happy hour-ish, I might go pour myself half a pint, um, you know, just to make sure I'm in, in the voice of Meg as I'm doing edits or, yeah. But no, I don't drink while I write, sadly. Good question, yeah. good answer. <laughs> Certainly there are more questions out there. You're burning to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right here. Uh, when is King of the Hook this year? When is King of the Hook this year, Greg? King of the Hook is held in August. We don't have a date set. It's uh, usually a Saturday evening, um, and it'll be one of the middle weekends of August. Um, so I don't have an exact date, um, but if you go to our website, gorgewindsurfing.org, we'll get that up once we set a date. Um, and it's held in Hood River, and it's a few hours long. It's a really good spectating event. Um, if anybody's motivated to put a costume on and hop in the water, um, you know, you could probably get on the podium if you play your cards right. Um, so, yeah, everyone should come down and check it out. Um, yeah, mid-August mid sometime. Mm -hmm. I think I saw another question out there. I'm pretty sure... Somebody put their hand Timid down. hand. <laughs> that was what I was I have a question. Please. I want to know, um, isn't there, like, hop fest in the... Oh, fall? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in uh, Hood River, every fall, usually it's the third weekend of September, we have the Fresh Hops Hop Fest. So it's a hops fest, and it is a great festival where featured all fresh hop beers from all over, primarily the Northwest, a few from California. And um, they come in, and a fresh hop beer means that the beer, what we do is we have to harvest the hops. And then the beer is made directly with those hops, usually within two hours. So we'll go out to the Willamette Valley. We load the beer, the hops up, we bring them back, and the kettle is already boiling and waiting for the hops. So it's a little bit of a different science. Most of the time they're dried or in, in pellets. So it's, sometimes it's a little different. Every year the beers change a little bit based on you know, how much oils are in the hops. But it's very different. The whole brewery will just smell of, of hops when we're making it. But this festival is fantastic. I highly recommend that you guys come out and uh, there's music, it's family friendly um, until eight o'clock and it goes until 10. And it's a really, really fun, fun event. Fantastic. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I think, unless there's another question out there, that might be a well, one there's a question there in the back. We might have to have you speak up a bit so we can hear you. When is the next book coming out in the series? There is a next book. Um, there's always a next book. The next book in the series, get ready for it, First Degree Mutter. Bum, bum, bum. You can even boo for that. It's okay. Like, um, that, <laughs> Meg is going to participate in a mud run, um, which, again, she's not going to be highly skilled at. She's going to be concerned about getting her pink kicks muddy. Um, when she discovers the body of her trainer, Billy the Tank, an ex-army uh, trainer in the steam room. Uh, that book comes out at the end of November, 
and I am working on book five right now, which is sending Meg out to bend um, to go deep down into the lava caves. Um, and this is a big spoiler, I know, but she's, she's going to hate having to descend into the darkness. So, yeah, lots more in store. Any more questions? All right, well, thank you all so much for your questions. It's great to uh, engage all of these interviewees here and, and pick their brains and learn more about them. Um, thank you all so much for being with us here tonight. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank and, you. And we're looking forward to whatever is next from all three of you. Thank you all listening. Thank you all for listening to the Portland Cool Podcast. Remember, you can look forward to a new episode every Sunday. If you want to go ahead and subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be appreciated. If you want to leave a comment or rating, that would be fantastic. Go ahead and like the Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the PDX Cool. I'm sorry, it's at the Portland Cool. I should probably know that. Check out the website, theportlandcool.com, to find all of the episodes, all of the images, and all of the links. You can also find our contact information there. If you want to drop us a line and let us know about someone who should be interviewed, please do. We really want to hear from you. So, for Kate, Annika, and Greg, thanks for listening to the Portland Cool Podcast. Stay weird. And that's our show, folks. Our theme music is called Cataracts from local musician Sweet Nothing. If you hadn't already done so, please subscribe to this show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you download quality podcasts. Make sure to also check out my buddy Sean Barron's weekly show called The Portland Cool Podcast for more Portland-centric stories. Visit his website at www.theportlandcool.com. This has been a presentation of the PDX Beat. I'm Amado Lumba. Thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.